0: With Marxism being a prominent part of our cultural decline, I think it's a good idea that we go ahead and look towards a nation that has implemented all the way. And let's today look at China and how they have implemented Marxism through communism. Jonathan Fiala here today for Further Every Day in the studio. We got nearly a full house with Mr. Charlie and the Chair of Theology. Good to see you guys. Glad to have you on, sir. Missed
1: you. I've missed you guys i busy but it's good to be back.
0: Glad to have you there. Clint, Jeff Philosophy, how's it going? Going good, going good. I'm glad to have you there. Mr. Steve?
2: Doing good. Doing good, man. Only one hat today. Only one hat. No one hat today. No tinfoil hats not this today. time. Not not this time but in the chair culture. I can't say that I'm not gonna you know, yeah, things well. just kinda come out,
0: you know. It is, it is Brother Steve we're talking about here. Okay, moving over to Josh. How you doing, sir?
3: I'm doing good this fine afternoon. Or it's actually evening. This fine evening. But glad to have you. The chair of economics. Of course. love the economics.
0: And you two will be sharing that chair of politics. I'll probably dance around a little bit in there, too. We'll have some fun. But let's go ahead and get into some of the stories. It's, it's an interesting thing to look at. What's happening in China? And it's really interesting to look at how the global elites, the global elites, I, I, I know I, I know that's been overused, but the people who are making billions of dollars, trillions of dollars even, and people don't realize how much money there is to be made in globalism, how they will overlook the plight of minorities who are being actively harmed not not talking about racial reparations from 400 years ago i'm talking about today they are being well i won't i won't get ahead of the story too much but we're talking about genocide and there's a there's a well-kept secret on youtube except he's not well kept it's 1.87 million subscribers uh uh china uncensored and i just want to play just a minute from his from his clip, and it's a 20-minute it's a video, link in the description. I highly recommend that you watch the whole thing. Yes. But I want to get everyone's reaction to to this video because I think it is important to grab a snippet here. He's talking about how genocide is overlooked. The uh, the genocide of the Falun, or Falun Gong is being overlooked by the U.N., because there's money to be made. So with that said,
4: let's go and watch this clip and we'll we'll react as we watch. Suppliers use weaker slave labor, but with the genocide label, that becomes a little more difficult to get away with. And Apple was forced to cut off some of its Chinese suppliers. Not all of them though. I mean, just because a few Chinese suppliers are fine using slave labor in a country committing genocide, that doesn't mean all Chinese suppliers are bad. Give them the benefit of the doubt. Don't let a few bad genocide eggs spoil the bunch. He is funny. Although instead of eggs, I should probably say a few bad apples. That That expression has never been more perfect. (laughs) The US, Canada, the UK, and even the EU imposed sanctions on Chinese officials over Xinjiang, as well as on many Chinese state-run companies. So bad for business. But as much resistance as there's been toward labeling the persecution of Uyghurs a genocide, at least it's still something the media are talking about. But there's one genocide happening to this day that the Chinese Communist Party is all but getting away with and practically nobody is covering it. I'll tell you more after
0: the break. So let's go ahead and go to, there's a different video that we're gonna go ahead and pull up and they actually get into it in, in depth and they actually have some info from it. and I. I I think it's interesting to see what what happened in the nine in the 1990s, late 1990s, the uh, uh, Falun Gong were almost a protected class of sorts in China for many, many, many years. And we'll talk about what happened shortly. But for now, let's hear about what's happening today since 2005.
5: ...admitted to harvesting organs from death row inmates, a practice had vowed to stop in 2015. Since then, China claims all transplant organs come from a large network of voluntary donors, but that claim has been refuted. On June 17th, the China Tribunal released another report where it confirmed that the CCP continues to harvest organs from prisoners of conscience, mainly from Falun Gong practitioners and Muslim Uyghurs, some of whom were reportedly still alive at the time of extraction. Data from the Chinese Ministry of Health show liver and kidney transplants began to rise in 1999, the same year the Falun Gong persecution started. In 2006, a human rights group conducted an investigation where they called several hospitals in China, posing as patients in need of urgent organ transplants. The recordings are chilling. Hey, this to you?
0: Hi, this is Tian
5: Chang. source of the kidney is very good. Uh, suppliers uh, of uh, bodies gong, gong have good health?
3: Of course, we have a similar
0: situation here. We also have these so called suppliers of bodies that are breathing or still have a heartbeat. We also have them. Of course, we might have some of this type. So far this year, we probably had more than 10 kidneys of this kind.
5: Human rights lawyers, Teresa brought the persecution of Falun Gong practitioners to the UN's attention. The reaction is disappointing, but unsurprising. They just listened. They didn't have any action. And they say, these things, such things are too big, too large. They didn't deny our evidence and didn't deny the allegation. They just didn't take any action. So what does China have to say about all this? Have there been any changes? No, there's not a change at all. The persecution policy still continues. In military or nationality, they still arrest vulnerable the from time to time. Especially on a sensitive day. For example, they have a big international event. here. In China, they prefer Falun Gong practitioners go to protest or going out to clarify the truth to the foreigners or to international guests. So during some called big days, they are especially massively arrest Falun practitioners.
0: So all of this started. Let's talk about when this started. All of this started in the '90s when Fal- Falun Gong is a is a mixture of Taoism and Buddhism. And it's very at home in China. It's a very, very uh, germane religion. But what's interesting is where this started was when they said, wait a minute, our book is exclusive. They have their own religious text. And the Chinese government came out and said, well, it's, it's actually pseudoscience. Therefore, we are going to silence it. What does this sound like? To those of you in the room.
1: Religious persecution.
0: I mean, by definition, right?
1: Yeah. That's in and, and that is full on a hallmark trait of
2: Marxism. Yeah. And suppression of speech. Absolutely. You know, where you're not allowed to talk about like like they were lady was talking about on international days. When they have lots of people Lots of foreigners coming into their country big time for them to arrest Falun Gong followers, put them in prison. So it's, they it's don't exposure. Want to mm-hmm. not just the like Charlie mentioned uh you know freedom of religion problem but suppression of free speech
0: correct correct and <clears throat> what what you see here is secular humanism at its finest. You cannot have secular humanism without stamping out the rights of those who say they hold to a truth. And it's not just Christianity. And, but I, I I do think that Christianity and Judaism both have had a much more interesting ride on that train.
1: Yeah.
0: Yep. I would agree. But, but now we're seeing Uyghur Muslims and the Falun Gong being persecuted. And when we say persecuted, we mean their hearts are beating while their organs are being harvested. They are alive, they're being harvested alive.
1: One of the right. things that I wanted to bring out on the genocide front, or, or not the genocide front, uh, but but this issue, there's a difference between organ harvesting and organ donation. One is willful a willful giving and organ harvesting is a is a forceful taking Rockery. so yeah and and so for for people out there that really don't understand this issue very well that's the that's a major differentiator in america we believe in by the way i'm not i want to be very clear here i'm not saying that there isn't some illegal harvesting going on in America? Oh, absolutely but, uh, there is. I'm not saying that at all. But you're seeing it. I'm going to say it's open in China and that's it's not willful. It's not a it's a forceful taking and you brought up an excellent point
0: while the heart's still beating. 95%, <clears throat> 95% of the one billion over 1 billion dollar industry of organ transplant in China. Transplants in China, 95% is estimated were unwillingly. In other words, they were murdered for their organs. There's no beating around the bush about it. They were murdered for their organs. And the reason why, the reason why is because we have devalued the human.
1: I'll take that a step further. I believe that's absolutely accurate. I believe it is an unbelievable money-making scheme yes i, I mean but the money behind
0: this is huge i, I agree and and you, you were on the podcast i don't know if you had a chance to, to re- re- review this one when we talked about this but the the hypothetical of uterine transplants to transgender oh, wow. men to male to female is now becoming a real thing and by the way just give them some time They're gonna try to do it with male organs to female. So you you have the situation where you've got two troubled 15 year olds, a boy and a girl, and you, it's not hard to imagine a doctor running from one room to say, oh, you're really a boy to the girl. Let me have your uterus so I can go and put it in this boy. And by the way, I'm gonna go grab his penis, sorry guys. And I'm going to try to transplant it on you. Like that is not far. That is not far from a reality. That is absolutely within 10 years we could see that happening.
1: It's lunacy.
0: Well,
2: guess, you know, you know where the first transplant of that took place. Was over in that part, where was it, Taiwan or uh, China or someplace like that, India or something like that, I think. I'd have to look it up. I believe one of those countries. Jamie, can you look that up?
6: <laughs> the fact that you closed yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was good. Got a good reaction. Got so,
0: Ry Ry, the producer guy, is going to look that up where the first uterine transplant was attempted. He's going to look that up real quick while while, while we're talking here, so he can do some research for us
6: I'm private. No, on private
0: but But, uh yeah, absolutely. So, I want to go to the chair of theology here, and I want to start to kind of break this down because I I, I see a few things going on with the marxist revolution in the west but you can really look to the east look in china and again guys it's not about the color of their skin it's not about their blood it's about bad ideas Mm -hmm. you want to go to to germany they had some bad ideas they look like me they had some bad ideas Mm -hmm. they were white jews okay and it's nothing against jews i'm just saying they looked like me that's what i'm saying the Chinese they look they look different, but I'm saying th- it's the bad idea. So I want to ask, what does the Bible say about genocide? And that's really what we're seeing with the well, Falun Gong.
1: Yeah, and you know it's really interesting because when you talk about genocide, first of all, the Bible is a fairly sorry guess violent book. You know, I mean it's it's got. It's got plenty of violence in it. And when you look at some of the commands that God has given, especially from 1 Samuel chapter 15, verses 2 and 3, this is what it says. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, I remember that which Amalek did to Israel, how he laid wait for him in the way when he came up from Egypt. Now go and smite Amalek, now listen to this, and utterly destroy all that they have and spare them not, but slay both man and woman, wait for it, infant and suckling, ox and sheep, camel and ass. And if you're a, an unbeliever and you're, you're listening to those two verses for the first time, you're, you might be sitting there going, I'm not following a God like that. You should have some proper context behind that whole thing. And one of those is, is this. Um, why did God command something like that? Well, let me give you a little understanding here. Children are not innocent. These are bad people. And you leave the children around, what's going to happen? So they're likely going to grow up as adherents to the evil that was there before. Uh, that's number 1 and then would have naturally had um the taste to avenge the parents define
0: bad people
1: oh they're evil they they Let- they worship other than god uh they they get into all sorts of practices
0: we're we're talking cannibalism Murdering. yep we're talking cannibalism we're talking about inf- infanticide we're talking about uh all sorts of sexual deviancy that cause diseases some of which, in theory, might have been responsible for wiping out some of those early Mesopotamian societies. You, you want to yes. know why God took that seriously? STDs are not a joke.:
1: yep. that is the reason why God wanted them utterly destroyed. Now You'll also note First Samuel chapter 15 verse 20, Saul is supposed to kill King Agag and everyone else under his rule, including children and infants, and he didn't. What was the price of that? Well, it wasn't only several hundred years later, and there's an attempt by this man named Haman who is wanting to wipe out the entire Jewish people. So when God looks at this, God, genocide, the way that we know it, is started by man. It's initiated by man. There should be no genocide outside of god saying do it but we trust god in what he's doing and what he's commanding and i think that's a really important distinction to make genocide should not be man started and we're look you talk about what's going on in china look at just a small snippet of what happened with hitler yeah and it was not going to stop there when you look at China, and, and they're trying to wipe out the, the Uyghurs, it won't stop there. It'll, it'll go more. And if you let them,
0: they'll cross continents. Yes. They've done it before. Yeah. And, and again, it's not about race. You have to say that every single freaking time. Hitler did it. Yes. Uh, you know, we're talking about um, Genghis Khan. You know, these people... They will do it and it's it's not people it's the tyrants it's not the it's not the blood it's the tyrants
1: yeah i would agree absolutely agree this is a really it's a tough topic but when you look at it from a biblical perspective when you study your bible when god initiates it it's it's not genocide there's a reason behind this to to take care of the future so and primarily, what you see in the Bible is God
0: is all about redeeming lines. Amen. He's all about redeeming lines. The only time, and people will say genocide, this and that, God's genocidal. No. No. He does protect nations from falling in the future from bad lines, yeah. from people who are committing, we're talking cannibalism, sexual immorality. And uh, uh, infanticide. And what you see there is not sustainable for for a world. So let's let's pull that one off the table when people are doing that. So God's not for genocide ever. He's for judgment and for stopping these people just so that people understand what 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 Mr. Charlie was saying. God's never for genocide. He did say wipe these people out. It happens to be that they're a race. But every single person in that nation is beholden to cannibalism, sexual morality, and infanticide. Like, you can't let that, you got to stamp it. It's Indeed. not about the blood. Again, with it God, it was never about the blood. Amen. It was about the ideas
1: and the culture. There's a huge principle at play. What is God about all the way from Genesis through? Be fruitful and multiply, be fruitful and multiply, be fruitful and multiply. He's about life. When you talk about the the genocide, when you talk about the infanticide, when you talk about the cannibalism, what is that? It's the opposite. It's the total 180 of what God wants. So you're really in a situation where you can clearly see why God would instruct something like that, because it's just totally against his nature and
0: so again god was never and, and and that's something that people really miss when they read the old testament god was never for genocide so we've got that down we also see something else excuse me we see something else interesting in uh china Sneeze is gone i was gonna say the sneeze you, is gone the sneeze is I, was to, I was about to i was about to was about to mute myself out <laughs> the sneeze is gone sorry we see something else in china right now with abortion and again to, to note, to kind of hint at, at what we just talked about. What does the Bible say about abortion?
1: Boy, here we go again. It's about life. You know, choose life. You know, from a biblical perspective, here's a couple of verses that I think would be really helpful for people to think about. Jeremiah 1.5, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. Before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. It's It's a great verse. But if you want something to really hit the ball out of the park, Exodus chapter 21, verses 22 to 25. If men strive and hurt a woman with child so that her fruit depart from her, and yet no mischief follow, he shall surely be punished, according as the woman's husband will lay upon him. And he shall pay as the judges determine. And if any mischief follow, then thou shalt give life for life, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot, burning for burning, wound for wound, stripe for stripe. Don't tell me that God's not for life. Don't tell me that he's okay with abortion.
0: It almost sounds like the people who use that verse for abortion, for pro-abortion, the liberal Christian... It's almost like they didn't read that part of their Bible, the, the, that last, that last little bit of the yeah. verse, interesting that they
2: don't, you know, they don't finish read it. certain parts and just kind of leave out certain parts
1: of the Bible on purpose. But you know, I think but, it goes to the heart of us as, as humans at our core, we don't want to be held accountable for what we want to do. If it feels good, do it that kind of thing. And and we don't want to be held accountable for that because why, because that kind of interferes with our good times, you know, right. and, and, and it's, and it's just a, it's a cringy, eh, I don't want to answer to God. And, and that's really at the heart of what we're discussing t-
0: today with, with, with Marxism and communism. Yes. And that's, and that's the issue. And again, you, you want to look at the issue of genocide in the Bible. Some people say again, God was against the people who were basing their murder on superficial external characteristics of other nations. And again, of all of this immorality with infanticide. People don't realize when they read the Bible, they read about Molech, read about Ashtoreth. Those are gods of sex and gods of death. And they were actively participating in that stuff. What we see is, is this reversion well, in China, I'm not sure if it's a reversion or if it's just a change in, in, in course, but you see in the West, we're trying to adopt these reversions with abortion where it's not progressive, it, it is a step backwards to give the parent the right over life and death for the child. That's what you see in the Bible. And Dennis Prager really, really eloquently spoke this. He said, you will find almost zero, if not zero, cases where a child was killed by the parents in Jewish law and Jewish history. And the reason why God put that in the Torah was is they had to take the child to the gate. And when the Bible says they take a child to the gate, that means they had to take him before the judge. And the judge could say, whoa, you're crazy. No, you you can't kill that kid. Because before that, you guys ever hear the phrase, I brought you into this world i can i can take you, can out. Take you out yeah i know that one quite well <laughs> i bet you do <laughs>
1: that one been used on you there bud A couple times.
0: <laughs> dan dan is over there and saying yep me too yep. hashtag me too about <laughs> me too no okay anyway but all that to say we're not going in a, in a good direction there. And I want to move over a little bit to the chair philosophy. But before I do, we, we did bring up the idea of uh, uterine implants. Uh, the first successful one, Ryan, was when? He's telling me 2000 in Saudi Arabia, actually. Saudi Arabia. Oh. In Saudi Arabia. Oh. did not know yeah. that. Now that's interesting. <clears throat> because. Wow. So. Uh, the recipient was a 26-year-old it. who had suffered a postpartum hemorrhage oh, okay. after a cesarean section resulting in a hysterectomy. The donor was a woman in her 40s who was having a hysterectomy and agreed to donate her effectively functional uterus. Wow. So,
1: to that's wild. Wow. That, no, but what's really surprising about that is that it happened in a Muslim country. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's like why wouldn't, wouldn't he throw throw, throw
0: throw her away? There's a tw- plenty more twenty six year olds. that yeah. there, there might have actually been. Yeah, there yeah. might have actually been yeah. something good there. There might have been some some love there, yeah. <laughs> because it's not that's not usual. I mean, no, Do, do you know how they treat cars over there? Terribly. They, mm, they terribly. Just, oh, I'm sorry. We've used the spare. We're going to leave it on the side of the road. And by the way, if you take it, you will you get your hand cut off. But, You're right. But the, right. they they just dump the car don't that's really interesting Mm -hmm. really interesting so i want to move over to to philosophy here and i want to talk to you clint for a moment what effect does secular humanism or atheism have upon the value of the human being when you compare that to the judeo-christian principle of we are imago deo we are made in the image of god versus secular humanism where you are simply stardust
6: You have to speak closer to the mic, bud. Oh, well, I don't believe the whole Stardust thing. I believe we're from monkeys. I think that gives me a little bit (laughs) of better better, understanding. Uh, Oh, no, 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 no. Um, no. So... No, no no you can no. clearly see the effects of viewing a human less than a human right so as a christian we view humans with life and that have souls and that they're they're cherished right because god cherishes them so therefore we cherish not because he tells us because it's important it's in, where they go is important to us and it's sad to know that a lot of people are condemned to hell and we're not gonna be able to reach every single one of them. It, it it's a sad thought. But we should be we should find joy in the ones we do save. And the ones we do are able to plant the seeds. Because you know, we we <laughs> I ain't saving anybody, I'll tell you that for a fact. I I can't even say myself, okay? We we just I just plant the seed, okay? You know little Jesus little plant the seed and he he can water the rest, right? That that's our job. And I find this crucial in life right because if we view someone with less value it's a terrible thought because then you no longer care for their life you no longer care where they go at the end of the day right because i grew up with my grandma and my mom and my dad as giving people i mean my grandpa goes down to mexico literally to a cardboard town where their beds are out of tampons and he gives them stuff but they they don't take handouts okay Mexican people don't take handouts. They're like, I'll give you two pesos for that, right? Which is, that's less than 50 cents. That's Mm -hmm. less than 50 cents. But they don't care. They're willing to purchase whatever they have, whatever it means to purchase so they can get the little bit of pride they have. They're still holding on that pride that they have. It's not a bad thing to have a little pride, okay? It's not a bad thing. I have pride in being a Christian. So therefore, that's why I stand up for my belief. But The country has turned their back on those people, and now they just live off the trash the country leaves them. Mm Mm-hmm. That's that's sad. But these people will take you in their house without a single mindset. And like, oh, you're hungry? I'll give you some of this. That might be their food for weeks, and they're willing to give it to you. Why? Because you're a human being.
0: And that comes down to culture, right? That comes down to having it. And that's something that, that you see in the Latin community that is still generally holding strong, even if they're voting with the crazy nut jobs in D.C., no on, on the leftist side, they're somehow detached from what they, the way they actually live. The way they live is this godly value and this ethic, is abortion. And you, you, you can ask them, is abortion, if they're living in America and they're voting Democrat, you can ask these Catholic Latinos, do you believe in abortion? And they'll say, well, no. Do you believe that, you know, we should have reparations for slavery? Why? I wasn't here. I didn't even do it. Exactly. You know, I'm a Latino. But then, and, 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 and a lot of white people here haven't done it. You know, they'll give you a common sense answer, but then you ask them, why, why are you doing it? It's because it's, it's being nice, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But when you go to a culture like China that has had generation after generation of people who have been brainwashed into this idea that really people are just evolved monkeys you know they're just evolved monkeys it now makes sense to drown your daughter in the bathtub
6: when she's two hours old because who cares they're they're no longer they no longer have life in them there's no longer i can put a value on charlie's life with a dollar sign that's basically what it comes down to i can put your life into a dollar sign and that's it if i can make money off of you and make my life better why not take it that that
1: right there is goes to the epitome of how china views their people they view them as money not as humans and let me let me also say this i mean we're We're speaking on the issue of China, but America is is heading down that path Mm -hmm. very quickly. Well, that's exactly where we're going with this. It's a slippery slope.
6: Yeah,
0: that's exactly right. So once you've seen secular humanism seep in to our philosophy where we've abandoned God, instead we've put ourselves on the throne. You don't have to put, you don't have to raise yourself up to put yourself on the throne. You can just take away the standard bearer get rid of God. And then all of a sudden the standards are very low. Mm -hmm. That now means it's very easy to fit within those standards and it's just better than the next guy. So now that we have taken God out of the equation and we no longer have a proper philosophy About the value, the innate, intrinsic value of each human as an image bearer of God, culturally, chair of culture, what starts to happen? What do we see happening in America as far as the value of human life? Do we see some trends like China? And if so, how does that how does that look?
2: Well, as far as trends going, excuse me, we see. The human life becoming in what a lot of people think of as devaluing, but as far as dollar value goes on the market, on on say like the uh, medical field market uh, like they do in China, which like Charlie had mentioned that it does occur in the states but it's just not as out in the open as it is in China. I mean in China, okay?, uh, one of the uh, little pieces that we have, which you probably have in the description top, in the description, there's a section in there where they talk about having. Uh, where typically you wait for an organ for a year, two, three, four years. Yep. You go over there, whether you come from another country or in that country, and it's like three months or less. It's And you've you got an organ, man, boom, just like that.
1: I guess I, I've looked up some t- statistics on that. Um, sixty to 90,000 transplants every year that was in 2 around 2016 that's roughly 200 per day that's a lot of transplanting yeah and think about how many people had to die for
0: that yeah when you consider okay. the fact that as much as 90% or even as high as 95% of those were unwilling donors yes. in china yes yes it's it's a, it's a whole nother ball game. And I want to go, cause we talked about this a little bit earlier, but we're starting to see this with the transgender issue where people are now suing doctors because they're coming back and they're saying, you gave me two visits and you had me chop off my breasts and have a hysterectomy. You gave me two visits, and then you did three hundred thousand or whatever the heck it is dollars worth of surgeries on me, and you didn't care. They feel like they've been
2: mutilated, and they I'm have. not they happy. Have. I'm depressed. I I'm, I don't like this. Because I want to retransition back.
6: Yeah. Because I'm not. I don't like this. It's I like don't getting like the high, getting. and I don't understand why they don't see it. It, it's almost always the case. Every time someone gets high is because some, they want a relief of something, a relief of some sort, right? So when I wanted a guy, it was always a relief of the things I was doing wrong. And my conscience was telling me, hey, listen here, you're doing it wrong. You're going to fall flat on your face and it's going to come out bad. And I don't wanna hear that voice anymore, so I numbed it down with weed. You know what happened to me? The moment I was off of weed, man, I hit rock bottom and I hit it hard. It like falling off a skyscraper, man. It you it hits you hard and then you're just like, I don't wanna I don't wanna do anything. I just I gotta get another hit like it's just a recurring effect because you're just running away from the problem you're just being a coward that at the end of the day it's just cowardice right you can't blame something on someone else because of your own cowardice to stand up and to admit that for one you're wrong for two that you're a nasty sinner and for three that God is God no matter what disputes you want to put, I'm willing to talk to you, right? I'm willing. There's people always willing to talk to you to be like, hey, why do you disagree w- with God? What, let's get to the bottom issue, because there's always an underlying issue why you disagree with yes. God. But it reminds me, it reminds me of Proverbs 9, where the,
0: the woman says, the foolish woman says, Stolen water is sweet, bread eaten in secret is pleasant, mm-hmm. but little do those men know. That the dead are buried in our house and that's something that sin does and 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 i'm not saying this from a perspective of condemnation i'm saying this from a perspective of personal experience like just to echo what you were saying a moment ago clint you you think a, a way seems right to a man but in that way the end is death that is something that we as Christians need to be warning people about. We need to be blaring the sirens. We need to be the watchman on the wall of Ezekiel thirty-three six. If we don't, we will be held as just as accountable as that watchman. So we need to be accountable in our culture. Moving over to the chair of politics. I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw this out to the room and I'm gonna kind of lead this, but I, I just wanna throw this out there. What remedies do the people of China have? At this point, what remedies do they have? What remedies do we have in America and what do we see slipping away? And how does this compare to a Romans thirteen one through seven government?
1: I think we have, we have far more remedies in America than anywhere else in the world. Agreed. I'll, I'll say that Agreed. Um, and if we're not careful, we will be like those other countries and there will be no remedies. When, it's funny you're asking that question because I was actually thinking about that earlier today. What could the, the people of China really do? And, and I'm not sure. I think Tiananmen Square was one of the closest things to see to a culture standing up to its government like that. And nearly, it, it, it put China in a really bad light. Uh oh a really bad light. And I think Tiananmen Square kinda still lives on, especially in the government of China.
0: Well they're they're scared to death of it. Whenever yes. someone mentions it, and by the way, link in the description below to both of those YouTube channels. I don't remember the one of them off the top of my name, but both of them are there great. China Uncensored. Uh he was he was linking to uh what was it Uncle um what's the chinese cook uncle uncle uh, roger uncle roger uncle roger got on hot water with the Chi-Com government because he had another person on his show who happened to have made tiananmen square references in another video not even relinked not even not even on uncle roger's video and uncle roger had to pull that and he had to do the licking of the boot to to Regain favor with with the Chinese Communist that, Party. That shows you how much the Chinese government fears that kind of thing. Exactly, exactly. And so that's one side of it. And then the other side that I really want to get y'all's take on. And this is something that people bring up. A lot of folks, like John MacArthur, God bless him. At least he used to say that the Americans should never have revolted against the British. I'm going to leave that argument off to the side for this conversation. I believe what happened was just and right. I'm going to leave that conversation to the side. In Romans 13, 1 through 7, I want to talk about what should the Chinese Christian do under this versus Ooh. Ooh. what should the American Christian do in regards to the same types of policies I want to get I want to get y'all's take on that, and what I mean by that is romans thirteen one through seven for a ruler is not a tyrant for those over whom he rules, but he is not given the sword in vain he bears it in God's name is the rough paraphrase of those seven verses so what, we'll when they're off the a tyrant, Chinese. they don't deserve what they
2: have, being a tyrant, and it's up for the people to do something about it. Now, in China, there's probably a problem with that in rising up. One of them is, is people are so afraid of becoming prisoners of conscience, because what happens to prisoners of conscience? You go into prison... Chances are you're going to get the death sentence. And if you get the death sentence, just because you're a prisoner of conscience, because you're a problem with the state, okay, you're a okay. threat to the state, that makes you someone that needs the death sentence in, in, in their mind. Or, so, or you're a prime candidate for your organs to be harvested. Exactly. And if you get the death sentence, you are someone that they're going to take your organs from. And chances are, you know, you're going to be killed within no time because they need your organs.
0: Yep. And so this is, this is what I, this is actually my take and I'm going to have a kind of a weird take here. And some people in this room might disagree with me. I don't think that in most cases violent dissidence is at all permissible or acceptable in China for a Christian. And I want to, I want to put a caveat, unless it's to save life, okay. unless it's to save life. And there's a reason I'm saying that. When it comes to the Hong Kong protests, dude, if I was, I, I would hope that I would have the courage to be out there protesting. I would hope that I would have the courage to be out there protesting, but assassinating, Uh, government officials or murdering that is not in the christian's wheelhouse that is not
6: something that we are called to do because then if we raise ourselves to monsters who's better than because if i'm willing to kill someone that's done me wrong what makes me different than them to to an extent to an extent that's what i'm
0: saying and it's an issue of are you acting for god's glory, or are you acting for your preservation? And those two are often similar, like, like Steve just said. There is a value in staying alive and staying free so that you can share the gospel
1: another day, because you gotta remember that you're not of this world. See, this, this question to me is most apropos for us as Americans right now. Yep. It's, it's huge because we are at a precipice of a pivot in this nation we can go the path that takes us closer to the marxist kind of thing or are we going to be in a position where we might have to make that decision that you're talking about and i think for for christians in and, and, and i would encourage Christians to read Romans 13, 1 through seven and you can see the difficulty of a Christian answering the question that you've put forth. I could actually go ahead and and i'm not I'm not going to lean one way or the other on on this particular podcast because i've never I've never come up with a comfortable answer you, you've but thought about saying. it but but you've never arrived yeah. at a full that is correct and and let me just also say this, John Arthur. I have total respect for what you're saying. Absolutely, total respect and will not say that I disagree with it at the moment. Here's here here's the caveat. You haven't let me get to the caveat yet. Okay.
0: I think in America we're blessed with a very different government. Absolutely. And the reason why I say that this changes for Americans is that it is literally within our Constitution. It is within the Declaration of Independence. People said the Declaration of Independence does not have anything to do with the Constitution. That is wrong.
5: The Constitution
0: wrong. literally references the Articles of Confederation. Didn't know that, did you? It references the Declaration of Independence and one other document. But that said, you've got four documents there. And the ones of note are Declaration and Constitution. In our Governmental structure, it is our duty, our right to do whatever it takes. As Americans, I, I'm, I'm going I'm I'm to create an interesting line here. This is what I think, and I'd like, to, I'd like to get y'all's opinion. As Americans, it is our duty and right, by whatever means necessary, to maintain the state of the union as a free union. As Christians, there are some limitations on that. However, if we allow this nation and the freedom that it holds to go, I do believe that we will usher in the new times, not by our strength or power, but rather by our apathy, by our lack of capacity, by our pure sluggish sloth. Totally agree with that. Totally agree with that. And so it should be, it's on us as Americans To try to push for liberty in christ not liberty for liberty's sake because we saw what that did in france okay liberty under christ was the interesting distinction of the american experiment it's what made america work because we saw what happened in france Mm -hmm. and you had edmund burke and john locke and i know i've said this before i'm sorry guys but you have edmund burke who's more focused on soil blood and and flag and that was the left-wing European enlightenment. Edmund Burke had a lot of really good things to say, by the way. He was no dummy. But John Locke based it on not the value of man's intellect, but the value of God's image under God.
1: Big difference. Yeah. And I, I, would, I was just thinking, just before you jump in there, Steve, the one thing that I was thinking about regarding, you know, what kind of decision are you going to make? We live in a nation where abortion was overruled by the Supreme Court, um, which I believe was the right thing to do, and it left it to the states. And the thing is, is that a lot of people really almost came off the, the tracks with that, not realizing, or maybe they did, they just wanted as a quote-unquote constitutional right to have an abortion. It. it you still have the ability to fight within your own state to make that the case. And your question poses a lot of. hmm, It takes,
0: it takes thought. It really does. It takes some thought. And so I I, want to ask Mr. Steve, what, what were you up to there?
2: Oh, I was just going to say what you were talking about. John Arthur was that, you know, the, the, the thought of Liberty for, flag in soil is completely contradictory to what our reason on why our country was founded and what it was founded upon. And we used our Christian faith for founding our country, for our freedom, and to continue to have our freedom and liberty in this country. The Plymouth Colony did. Correct. And in order for it to be maintained, it will be up to the Christians to continue to maintain that, being that it was founded by Christians and got it started that way, because you can see where the onslaught is coming from,
0: secular humanism indeed indeed so i want to go over to the chair of economics josh you've been really quiet tonight mm. man i know that's not normal what are you thinking
3: not much i'm just 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 waiting to get to here just soaking in <laughs> just soaking it in.
0: just soaking in okay so <laughs> see, what is thank you for soaking it all in let's talk about it here when we've devalued the human being, we've kind of already talked about this a little bit but i really want to hear your thoughts on this when we have devalued the human being what happens to the work ethic, and what do we see in China happening with the lack of innovation, the lack of creativity? You, have, you go to China, you see they're very good at deconstructing things, but there's no one on Earth with the same mind who would say that China's the capital of innovation. They, they would say that it would either be a European nation or the U.S. One or the other, I think it's USA. You, but, <laughs> what, what happens to the human mind and the human spirit and what kind of government regulations do we see develop for that? So before
3: I get into all the other parts of that question, I want to approach the very first question that was posed or the very first statement that was posed after we have devalued the human being. So what does happen after we devalue the human being? I think what you'll see and what we've seen historically is that people become people groups become very monolithic. And that's the way that they're talked about. And that's the way that they are approached case in point. We've already mentioned it. 1940s, Germany case in point, 1700s, 1800s, America case in point, you go down the list. It's, you see this, that whenever you devalue the human being, it typically gets away from it about being the individual and becomes something of a monolithic groups of people. And what happens in that system? Well, the unfortunate truth is, whoever holds the power in that structure or whoever gains the power in that structure will start beating down the other the other groups in the structure Correct. Um, and i i thought this was just such a funny question because i i was watching a video today and it had nothing to do with this but it was it was uh, it was a video posted by jubilee it's one of those videos where they it was like six black people versus one white person <laughs> who's the who's the white but it's like it said who is the uh Who is the white person? They're trying to figure out who's the white person. And uh, one of the people who had participated in the video had posted a comment under the YouTube section. And I thought it was weird because he kept saying black people in this monolithic sense, but then he says in one of his statements, black people are not monolithic. And I said, well, that's a contradictory statement that you've just made because you've just grouped all black people to be a group. To be a group. And And then you said they weren't monolithic. And then you said they weren't monolithic. Uh, I so this has been on my mind this idea of this these monolithic groups and people acting in entities in that capacity getting to China the ruling class in China there is a great wealth disparity in China yeah do uh, you, you go to other countries I mean in Sa- I mean Korea is a lot better obviously but yes. there's still a pretty great wealth disparity in, in Korea even but less so uh you go to i mean yeah you can go anywhere really and look at it but especially in china i just want to keep it honed on china is that you see that disparity and then what happens when the leading monolithic group says to the other group if you disagree with us we're going to take your organs Mm -hmm. and if you disagree with us we're going to put you in jail and if you disagree with us, we are going to financially come against you and take everything you have. Well, you you're out of, you're, you're in for a world of hurt. And I think that's the problem. And I, and that's really what I, where I wanted to steer that is what happens after you devalue a human being. Things typically get, people typically get put into groups and you lose the autonomy of a human being
0: did you ever have that happen in school where you were unceremoniously without any room for appeal lumped into a group for better or for worse mm-hmm. did you oh, ever have that happen oh man
2: think about being in sports huh dude that's dude, the worst that one of the worst isn't it
3: so yeah it's, it's, it's a good point josh and so bully. and so then i but so then i <laughs> or wanted to are dumb oh my right. goodness but then i but then i wanted to approach now that we've <laughs> defined what happens after we devalue the human being and we understand that people get put into groups what happens to the work ethic well you're told not to strive for anything there's no point in striving for anything because you're only as good as your group is
1: that's the key right there that's the key
3: and so 80, so you don't want to strive to be where in fact we see this in america this is not this is a very popular sentiment in america that's up that's that's risen up in business is that they tell you to go when you go to your 9 to 5 job it's just a 9 to 5 job don't put any extra work into it cuz they don't care about you act and your wage act, act your, your
0: wage they say
3: act your wage and so they're trying to they're trying to put you in a box and I mean, there there's no incentive. Let me put it this way: there is no incentive if you if you have no value to work harder because what are you working harder for?
1: If I could tie in very quickly with that, because those are excellent points that Josh has just made. When you talk about Marxism, when you talk about the taking of property, when you talk about the taking of of uh, get closer to the mic, please. Oh, sorry. When you talk about the taking of rights sorry. and and things like that. What Josh just said is exactly right. The very first thing that gets done is, as an individual, you ask, why should I bother? Mm -hmm. It's not going to make a difference. I have to tell you, I have tremendous respect for the Chinese people um, because the thing is, I have to wonder if they think about that almost every day. What does it matter? And that, that would be a very depressing line of thought.
3: And it's very, it's extremely depressing. And that's why I, I get perplexed, mind you. I, I see what certain people in America are trying to say with introducing some of these socialist ideas. But by and large, when you see how socialism gets played out over time, uh, or I don't even want to say social. I'm going to take it to what's happening in China with communism. That's what happens. That's the type of government regulation that happens. They don't see you as individuals. They see you as a group of people. And what ends up happening is you get a social credit score. Mm-hmm. And that's what's happening in China. People are valued not based upon who they are as individuals, but how, how they
0: perform in the collective group. Well,
1: because,
0: you're, be... because you're human capital. Yes. And, that's, well, and that's what it really boils down to is being human capital.
2: And, and that's what uh, a lot of groups are trying to do now here in the States, uh, especially like all the squeaky wheel people. They're out there trying to place you in a certain group, whether you're you're uh, well, you're just a bisexual, cis man. So I don't have to listen to you. Trans person, <laughs> whether you're, you're a cis person, you're non, whether you're bi, whether you're Please, this, no, whether you're no, that.
3: No. Oh, can, can, so, can I? No. Can I can I give you a good one? What governmental regulations do we see develop as a result? And mind you, this this question wasn't posed directly in it's posed in relation to China, but we're really just trying to answer this question for the listeners in general, right? In America, what you see is student loan forgiveness. Because mm-hmm. you are you collectively because you collectively right. as a group of people who have decided to go to college, you need these regulations and we're going to take the money from the everyday pac- taxpayer and from you, by the way, you, which is not a free, you're not getting a free, free th- lunch. You're not getting a free lunch. They're, they're paying for it no. somehow, but that's not the thing though. Today. You see this, you see measures like this when there's no money, mu- there's, we don't have the money, but we got to help this group out. Or you see ideas. It was mentioned earlier, uh, the idea of reparations, because it's no longer about the individual because these individuals who are who like mind you i imagine there's probably certain people who have who were lived in america at a time in which they were facing severe racial discrimination and i'm talking about to the point to where it was ingrained into the law but if we're going back to chattel slavery there's not a single individual that exists in america today that was alive during chattel slavery so why is so why is there 20 year olds and 19 year olds Who are talking about reparations that makes no sense to me but it does make sense to them and it makes sense if you think about people as being a group and saying oh i am black and i am a part of this monolithic group so therefore i need to benefit from this group it's it's weird you get some very weird policies and and i think the the dangers in this because you, you, some people might say, "Well, what's the harm in all those things? What's the harm in forgiving the student loans, and what's the harm in, in doing reparations?" Here's the harm: none of them are pragmatic.
0: Well, none- it, what, what, what's funny? I don't remember who it is. It, it might be Robin D'Angelo. I forget which one of the woke nut nut jobs it was who's been pushing this whole rep- reparations bit. Just came out that one of them was descendant from the Mayflower, (laughs) and had parents who owned slaves. So, I I would just suggest... I'm going to jump
2: into politics here and answer (laughs) a part of what Josh was talking about. The reason why they're doing this, votes. It all comes down for political purposes, period. That's all it's about. If I can give reparations to how many millions of people across the United States I can buy people's votes with their own money their votes with all of their own money plus all of these college students I can buy their votes especially the ones that have useless degrees Mm
3: -hmm. like art but uh, but but I really want I want to expound on that point of like it's not pragmatic listen When things, when you start to think about people as groups, and you approach that from an economics perspective, or from that's not an economics perspective, you approach it economically, and you look at it from the economic lens. You start doing really stupid things that make absolutely no sense for where you're currently at, and
0: one-child policy. And you
3: don't really Mm. read the room. Like yeah, like China's implementing a one-child policy, but they're 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 losing people faster than they're gaining people, so. You're putting yourself in the long run at losing your stability as a economic powerhouse.
1: Interesting, you're bringing that up because I just saw an article today. Uh, President Xi, he's got some major issues to deal with, and guess guess what? One is near the top of his list. Yep, overpopulation. So I don't have the source in front
0: of me here, and you know, pull one up for me, and we'll put it in the <clears throat> description here, right, right, producer guy they are now giving t- type of sin 30 days of couple leave to have babies in china they're now giving couples 30 days of couples leave to <laughs> have babies they're paying people to have children ultimately and they have to pay them to do this because they've built decades of culture in a one child policy and people are like, No 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 no. I came from a one child home.
1: How would you like to be a yeah. Christian in China having to make that decision?
6: Mm-hmm. Fruitful,
1: you know so, well means- but but with the with the understanding your child is very likely going to face persecution. Mm-hmm. You know, and that that
2: getting together giving these couples off to have children is kind of and then ex- complete opposite of what the WEF wants, which is to reduce world population. Yes, yes. completely opposite, complete 180, where they're wanting to reduce the world population by yeah. what is it, 300 billion?
6: Mm-hmm. At least, something?
0: really where they wanna bring it down is to 300 million. They wanna bring down the world population to 300 million. Five hundred million. That's that's roundabouts where they want to reduce it to, and yeah, Dan Dan's over there like, why? That's sick. Well, it's because they want power. Power.
6: Exactly. Less people, more control. Exactly. Exactly. It's all about power. Very post millennial of them. No <laughs>
0: <laughs> So, I want to go around the room real quick, just your short wrapping up thoughts because we are over time. I do want to get everyone's wrapping up thoughts for the day, Mister Charlie. Cultural critique of the CCP from the chair of theology, where does that leave us? What should the Christian have to say about that? From And I want to go from this from an American standpoint, because the majority of our listeners are American. What do we see happening in China? And theologically, what should our response be to that?
1: There is a reason why there is a constant hammering of uh, human rights on the Chinese government. That's number one and take a look at why just do a little bit of study and you'll you'll see it but number 2 <clears throat> there's probably not a government in existence today that is more openly anti-christian with power than the chinese government you could make a case for a few of them in the middle east duly noted but when you talk about a country that that exudes the economic power and the political power China's probably at the top yep pretty close if not there yep
0: so moving over to the chair philosophy Clint final thoughts for the day from the chair philosophy when we start to see the theology down, and we have that that different value of the human made in the image of God final thoughts for the day
6: When we remove God from our lives, we replace it with another one. No matter how much you try, there's always going to be a God reigning over you. It's either going to be the living God or any God you put in replacement of it. So the moment you take human life out, you put it in as another God, and it's usually a dollar sign. Wow.
0: Absolutely correct and apropos for the subject. Culture, Mr. Steve. Yes,
2: um, you ever go visiting in China, make sure you toe the line with the laws, especially as a Christian. Your chances of being thrown into prison as a prisoner of conscience will probably be
0: highly rated. You mean, uh, you mean I can't bring my my weed and have lesbian sex? I,
6: I, I was just I, I mean, thinking, oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Why would you? You're, you're some terrible people. But you know thinking what? It, Brittany
1: Griner's experience would have been a vacation compared to what would happen in China. I yes. agree. Oh, I completely
2: yeah. agree. <laughs> yeah. totally agree. Uh, she would probably have been given a death sentence and somebody probably would have gotten And she organs. would have been
1: tortured day in day
2: out. Yes, absolutely. And and not in a pleasant way either. Correct.
0: I see what you did there, and we're going to move on over to Josh. Josh, final thoughts for the day from the chair of economics, sir.
4: Money.
3: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do you know what that song is? That's Pink Floyd. Money, yes. Floyd. Oh my gosh, that whole song. Some, by the By the way, funny enough, that song is about a guitar in that very good song. But that song is also about corporate greed. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, uh, and so that's all bleeding into governmental greed. Uh, what that's what we see with China. Uh, they am abusing. Cause the thing we have to acknowledge about China is the fact that they are a humongous economic powerhouse in the, in the current state of affairs in the world on the backs of their own people on the, yeah, on the backs of their own mm-hmm. people. Right. And they sit in a very comfortable position, quite frankly, economically, but unfortunately it's with the worst possible outcome out yeah. with worst possible means to achieve that yeah. outcome. And, Man,
0: if we're gonna if you, I just feel so bad for the people in China. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's hard to fathom. And if you want to join a cause, I'm sorry. Uh the baby seals, I mean I'm I'm sure they're being clubbed mercilessly, but uh I'm more worried about the Uyghurs and the um the other minorities. minorities. The, the people gold. that
6: have souls.
0: People who have souls. I'm more worried about them than I am about the baby seals or the tortoises or the dogs Spotted that don't out. get properly. Exactly. Just insert your your random issue there or about reparations. I'm sorry, guys. There are people who are enslaved today. And do not give me this bull crap about racist white people owning slaves. If you have ever bought, bought a watch, bought a... Shirt from Walmart, Target, Nike, Apple, Kmart, Microsoft. If you've ever patronized one of those, you have benefited from slave labor. We all do, and it is an ugly, ugly evil. And instead of messing around with it here in with all these other dumb, frivolous things in the United States, we should be focused on the real issues of this world, and they all ultimately will lead to a need for Christ. And that should be our first and foremost mission. Second, beyond the soul, are the people who are actually hurting, actually hurting. I'm not talking about your hidden trauma from, look, we all have our trauma. I'm talking about people who are actually being killed for their faith or for their organs, just the most grotesque, vile stuff that you can imagine. Maybe we should focus on those things instead of wasting our efforts on nonsense. Just my two cents. With that said, if you like this podcast, like, comment, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. We love you so much. Thank you for over 170,000 downloads of the audio. Thank you, thank you. We are honored. It's a privilege to speak to you every week. It is something that we, we do take seriously. And YouTube, we see what you're doing. And uh, thank you for letting us know that uh, we're annoying to you. Yeah, we're,
1: I was going to say, it was making happy. a difference. Anytime I see those
0: contexts pop up, I'm like,
2: oh, I know. Oh I know. I and don't forget, do. I keep an eye on it, and they are constantly swiping, always, just yep. like they do <laughs> with uh, China Uncensored.
3: Like they don't even mm-hmm. under, Like they don't even grasp that whenever they say of what you should consul- like with abortion on one of our contacts that you should consult your medical professional i'm like you guys just don't get it you guys just- they don't watch the videos they just look like for the you, keywords like we're we're saying that abortion should not happen period it's bad
0: come on man exactly <laughs> <laughs> so with that said follow us on twitter thank you all that we are on the and twitter we are our, our our resident twit is taking care of the twitter uh, and that is the twits squared both Clint and myself, so you will see, com- you know, comments from us out there. So just, rumble. Uh, just Rumble, oh, Rumble. I mean, we have over sixty subscribers on Rumble. We uh, cannot forget about Rumbling rumble. and thumbling. Thank you for being there. Rumble you guys along. are awesome. Rumble along. And uh, with that, we love you. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> if you are still here, we put you to sleep, or you are our super listener. I want to go around the room and ask what is the one thing about Chinese culture that sticks out this is this is random Uh, this could be negative this could be positive this can be uh, a little bit spicy for YouTube what's the one thing that sticks out
1: great question Um, the Christian community there and Mm -hmm. by the way I believe in end times you may see a movement come out of the most unlikely of places and guess where it would be North Korea China China same (laughs) diff. Clint, uh,
6: it's gonna okay, have to next. be. It's gonna be. Ha- it's gonna have to be the school bar. It's a ramen bar where you go in and they lock you inside this building until you're done with your schoolwork, and you have to prove to the chef that you're done with the schoolwork, and then they get you out. Take two. <laughs> oh my god! education system. <laughs> oh my gosh, Steve. They got
2: nap time. Uh, would- probably say um the way they run their um prisons that one of the things that has always bothered me and i've watched a lot of stuff read a lot of stuff on their like you like we've talked about prisoners of conscience and i was listening to this stuff on the falun gong and it just hurts the heart it it does and you hear about so many people that go into prison and their families never see them again mm-hmm because they spoke out against something and that's all it was and they never find them they never see them again ever they can't find them in prison they just
0: disappear well they're in all likelihood they are Oregon harvesting candidate exactly their entrails have been left on the side of a ditch somewhere exactly. something like that josh uh i think two things Uh
3: first of all, i thought you i thought you were going to say what's your favorite chinese food restaurant i was like no oh, that's too, <laughs> too soon <laughs> but uh but two things that do stick chinese out to food. me uh first and foremost they're extremely smart extremely extremely smart discipline extremely disciplined uh it's just unfortunate that the government doesn't allow them to succeed at a high because it when it because the problem is there if when you do succeed at a high level the government just comes in and takes it or and then you know what's funny you'll lie about it for them like that guy with alibaba for the longest time he said that he uh he wasn't involved with the chinese government lo and behold comes out later oh he has he has ties to the chinese government (laughs) yeah and alibaba like like rivals amazon and how big it is that's incredible so they're extremely smart and also i do like the the culinary the food the food is really exceptional
0: i like oh. the americanized food
6: i don't know if i would well the guy panda there.
3: express they came from china they're immigrants from china yeah,
6: i'll tell yeah. you right now panda express is not like china food i'll tell you that <laughs> it's right now but it, but the, it's not it's not but the but the people who the people who made panda express
0: are from china Good Chinese food, real Chinese food.
3: It has a
6: grandma's house. Good
0: stuff, man. What I would say is I was talking to someone earlier today. I think the Chinese, I, I trust them in two things. Killing people <laughs> and making things that kill people. So if you ever are in the market for a good AK pattern rifle or an SKS, oh yeah, those are the most reliable guns you will ever. And yeah. I was talking about how much I love my m a k 90 it was a, uh, a a assault weapons ban of the 90s ak and it's in they ask you ask you how would you run your ak it's like full full pull, no wood you know lasers and lights please Full uh, for you, you know, know absolutely annoy the, the ak best, purists
2: you're right the best ones that are made come out of china yep china or russia you yeah know. so explosive helmets it's amazing man, that you can trust guns. them
0: you can trust them in two things. And killing people at, and making things that kill people. And they're people.
2: good at backwards engineering, you know, like alien vessels and stuff, you know.
3: Let's <laughs> put on the hat. He's
2: got two okay. hats on.
0: All right.
3: Yeah. With that said, <laughs> God God help us.
0: We love you all. Bye bye. Have a nice uh, week. <laughs> it's easy.
2: Right there.